0: What's up everyone welcome to another episode of retro encounter i'm your host josh curry with me is the wonderful chris Gebauer. hello and speaking of wonderful we are here to talk about rogue legacy a game that both of us greatly enjoy i, I feel like it's safe to yeah. say that yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: um it is kind of like a originally as a pc darling and then it slowly made its way to everything else and it's fantastic on the Vita for me. That's I'm guessing yep, that's how where I you play it played it. it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it that's where it belongs. In a you know, it's it's, it's kinda like, like for me, Hotline Miami. It's weird. I know that it's great on PC. It just feels right on Vita.
0: The weirdest thing about Hotline Miami is it actually worked better on the Vita than it did on the PS four. Which I, yes, I just,
1: Especially I, the first one.
0: Still never understood. Um but yeah, Rogue Legacy I super super dabbled with it like and by super i mean for like five minutes on the pc and i was like this game <laughs> is fantastic um it absolutely deserves all the praise it's been getting yeah but then uh, being somebody that wants trophies or achievements i was like i will wait until it goes to a real system um <laughs> and then thankfully it came out uh on ps4 and vita and i i very very quickly dived in and just ran repeated runs through this like i could play it all day
1: yeah and the best part was it was a summer game and i remember it coming out and it just not i remember there was something else that was going to come out in august but it was one of those things where it's like i have time i have time to just get lost in this thing
0: yeah yeah and it's one of those things and, uh, good god it's great it, it reminds me of Splunky in that way because totally it, it Randomizes the levels every time. There's uh there's also kind of a structure like Splunky, where whereas Splunky you're going through one through four, one through four, one through four, and moving on to the next, or one through three, four, yeah, four. 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 Um, and you're moving on to the next zone. This is you're entering a castle every time, and it's randomized, but you always know like the like the darkness is below, the force is most likely to the right. Like you vaguely understand. Yeah, there's a how loose the castle... understanding. Right. Um, and so if you're trying to make a runs to try to get to a certain boss or farm out a certain area, you knew the general kind of patterns yeah, you, you to had head. to go. But I, I guess again, we should probably oh, step yeah. back and ex- actually explain what Rogue Legacy is. <laughs> um,
1: so you enter, you are a one member of a line, a lineage. You are the first of your of your ilk. You're the father figure at first and you have to go through, I guess you could be a woman, although I didn't have that on my first playthrough. And you have to go into this castle and you are looking for, there's a journal entry from a prince who's claimed he's entered this castle ahead of his siblings because he wants to get a head start to try and find the mythical thing, this elixir of life or uh, tree of life type thing. Yeah, I don't even remember what it is. But it's this idea of something that Will cure all diseases. And he's trying to save his dad. And that's the first thing you know. And you start exploring and you die pretty quickly if you've never played the game before. And then immediately there's a a nice little ceremony of you dying. And it's showing all the monsters you've slain up to that point, which is probably not many on your first (laughs) run. And then they go, okay, which descendant would you like to be? And they give you a few randomized options in these wonderfully done kind of character portraits. And you choose who's your next hero to play as.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's hard. That's the main loop. Yeah, and then uh, there's four areas. Each area has a final boss. By beating that boss, you essentially get a key to unlock the door in the starting area. And if you beat those four bosses, you don't have to do it in one consecutive run. You just have to beat them, and then it's fine. It's unlocked forever. Um, You eventually get to fight the final boss. Yep. Um, Yeah, it, it, it... it creates this really interesting loop because I really, really, like, I hate dying, but I really enjoy, <laughs> as soon as I die, all the enemies popping up. And it's really gratifying to, they, they make them kind of at scale to a certain re- regard. So, like, all of a sudden you'll see, like, oh, yeah, that's right, I beat that huge thing, let's go. Or, wow, yeah. I beat a lot more things than I thought. Um, and so, like, that ha- kind of has a cool loop. And then immediately after that, to make sure that you almost start another playthrough, um, pick your descendant, which really cool. Um, we'll talk more about Mm -hmm. that later. And then you go outside the castle and there's this whole upgrade system of kind of building a structure next to it. And by building the structure, you, you gain like increased health, increased armor, uh, magic points, or you unlock new classes or you get the abilities to like, if you die, you have a 5% chance that you just don't die. Um, all yeah. sorts of stuff that you can kind of unlock because as you're going through the castle each time, you're collecting gold. And when you re enter the castle, all that gold disappears. So you're always trying to get at least enough gold to unlock
1: something. The next whatever. Right. Yeah. Could be um, equipment that you found a blueprint for. Right. Could be, you know, buying the ability to, to use a rune with the Enchantress. And this is all stuff that you, to what you just said, Josh, you're all unlocking in this kind of metagame of how much gold you're accruing per run. Right, and, and there's nothing worse than being like, "All right, new run," and then you die really quickly, and you're like, "I can't buy anything."
0: Yeah, oh, that this hurts so waste. bad because then I failed. Like, at some point, when you've played it enough, you actually need a substantial enough, like a substantial yep. amount of money, and so if you're vaguely close to getting what you wanted, and you're like, "Well, this really, really blows," because I'm when I re-enter, I think you're allowed to just keep like five or ten percent of your gold. I think it might be five when you first start off. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: And then you can improve that perk as right. something later on.
0: Right. But that just, it hurts so bad. Because you're like, all right, well, however many minutes I just spent on that last run is complete waste.
1: It's a waste.
0: Yeah. Unless uh, you
1: somehow beat one of the clowns games. Because if you can do that, you've always won.
0: I've never beaten a clown game. Yeah, neither
1: have I. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs>
0: something I was thinking about. <laughs> when getting ready for this, I was like, I,
1: I effing hate that clown. I want to punch him in his stupid little face. Can't beat his damn game.
0: So there's a couple like <laughs> things in the game that are very hard. Um, if you beat the first game, or like the whole game, there's a new game plus which, purpose, it's perfect. It's it, yeah, it's, it's hard. very hard, and it um, keeps
1: going. There's right. it, it's I think it's endless actually.
0: Yeah, to my knowledge, you are right. Um, the other oh, the clown game, which gives you really cool stuff. But to my knowledge, I don't remember. It's a mini
1: game. It's a randomized mini
0: game. Any of those, I might have at some point. Oh. but I don't remember it. And same. Um, and then also when you beat any of the uh, four bosses, if you re-enter their their boss structure, um, oh, there's a remixed few, one. Yeah, which are ridiculously difficult. Um, and so there's just I, I will readily admit when I first played through the game, I never actually beat the game. Because I enjoyed the loop so much of, I am going to keep going through this tower. I'm just going to collect more stuff. I'm going to try to unlock everything. i try to collect all the runes, collect all the armor, um, all the weapons. I'm going to repeatedly try against these remixed bosses mm-hmm. and fail. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: they're rough.
0: But that kind of loop of just kind of continually doing that, that was what I wanted from this game. Is To a certain regard, I, I view this as completely fun no strings attached castlevania um because you're i in really the castle. i really dig that yeah and so you're going
1: through you do have to backtrack at times there are secrets that you can find right. You know.
0: it, it's a it's a slightly watered down version um of course but
1: because it's randomized it's not whereas, that kind of hyper precision
0: right right but whereas like with castlevania i always there's always this level of tension to it There's always, I need to find this next thing. I need to progress. I need to do this. This is just a very, like, I have 15 minutes. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And I'll do a run. Maybe if I have less, I'll try to rush through or do something crazy. If I have half an hour, I'm going to go and do a full gold run. Um, And that's, this game was never about beating it for me. It was always, let's enjoy the journey every time. Yeah. Um, So that was getting ready for this, it's like, oh crap, I actually have to beat this. <laughs> to
1: finally finish it.
0: Yeah. Um. So that was a very different kind of way to look at the game. Still fun, but very, very different.
1: Totally. You know, I, I gotta say, I really dig that, and we, we, we mentioned before, uh, Spelunky. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I think, very much so, I have to, I mean, I, I didn't, I actually didn't get this on the PS Plus, I remember getting this when it came out, but, there, in a lot of ways a lot of those downloadable titles on PS3 and then eventually PS4 really got me into the roguelike genre. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, I was I, there were some games on Steam and some way some games way back in the day that were definitely rogue and roguelikes that I played, but in terms of making it a genre that I now look for mm-hmm. and got ex- get excited for, like to the point of when Binding of Isaac came out, I was like, "Oh, I actually got to check this game out. It's going to be a new roguelike. That's awesome." There's this wonderful difficulty curve that most roguelikes I don't think have down, that you have in Rogue Legacy, and it's because of the meta of upgrading, right. and building up your you know, your shopkeeper and all your stats and all the rest of it, is that even when you fail miserably, it doesn't feel like failure. Downwell is a, is is an indie that's that that I would kind of put in a similar vein. It's like it's just you had your run. You either did well you didn't. You had to pause because you had to go to work or, you know, your bathroom break or whatever you were doing, done. <laughs> Just saying. It's, it's great on handheld. But uh, uh, it's, it is gentle enough that when you fail spectacularly, it doesn't feel soul-crushing.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: Whereas, then- I mean, outside of boss runs, you know, where you get really close and you lose, really the rage comes from – well, I, I would say there isn't as much rage as I would get in most uh, – roguelike dungeon crawls because yeah. there isn't that sense of i've lost everything
0: yeah so i guess i have two points about this one usually the rage isn't centered on the game it's smart yourself because yeah exactly it, it has
1: you didn't figure out the tell properly you didn't realize or you you jumped to the wrong side because yeah right the controls Sorry.
0: never get in the way nope and that's like a lot of these indie games from this the, like that whole spectrum of time like like the controls are so designed the like yep. they, they just when i screw the precision up i nuts. screw up it's my yep. fault absolutely and so again it makes it a little bit easier and then the other thing is um so my kind of i'm not even sure if it technically counts as a roguelike but i always count as a roguelike um is breath of fire dragon quarter um i remember when i played that the first time and i died and i was like wow this is weird i died and then it made me restart the game And i remember as a little kid It really, really confused me. And then it (laughs) would really, really anger me because there was so much investment to every playthrough. And then when you died, Uh, there was like, all right, well, now I have another six. I have another eight hours that I have to play through. Um, Yeah, it doesn't
1: feel like an equitable trade for your time. Right, You feel like you lost.
0: And I I still really, really like that game. But the time investment and the risk-reward just never felt right. Um, I, I think Rogue Legacy specifically... Really, really nails that. Like, I adore Splunky, but the reward is just that you know the game better and you understand it better. You never mm-hmm. have anything to reinvest. Yeah, Rogue and Le- the
1: speed with which you can get through the zones right. really it comes down to personal times and what.
0: Where I mean. Rogue Legacy still has that learning, but it, yep. you also gain the ability to upgrade it, and that's that's ultimately what made me just adore Rogue Legacy.
1: Yeah, it has a great loop. Again, you know, we talk about it with a lot of especially with certain RPGs we've been playing in, for the last few games of the <clears throat> of each month but the loop is great you said it from the get-go but that idea of just going through collecting treasure doing random uh, fairy chests which are, usually have uh, blueprints or a rune in them so there's usually a special item and they are often times in rooms that are either you have to complete a challenge like killing everyone there and it's a, a it'll usually be tough or it'll be some crazy platforming.
0: Yeah, the worst and, uh, are uh, take no damage because those rooms are so oh, hard.
1: They're so hard. You have to just hope you, you picked the right class and got lucky.
0: You yeah, had the right skill uh, so you can get lot of double jump or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: or triple jump later on. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite. When I first booted the game back up, I hadn't played in a while. And, well, A, being told how many monsters you've killed in yeah. your game. It actually says that. By the way, five thousand six hundred. Well done, sir. That I killed a lot of things.
0: I apparently should have checked to see who was bigger. Um, so. Yeah,
1: you are. You got it. <laughs> Don't worry. All euphemism included, we're all good. But uh, <laughs> no, I. It it's just that that curve of figuring out enemy patterns, the tells, understanding that oh, okay, there's actually a secondary ability to th- mm-hmm. th- that. You know, monster that I didn't realize the first five times I killed it, and that's why I died. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a lot of those arguments that people like myself will use for Dark Souls. Like you said before, it's usually your fault. Right. There are rules in place, and what's beautiful about Rogue Legacy is the rules are super simple because it's in that context of just jump, attack, ability button. I mean, yes, there's dashing and then special abilities when you unlock the better version of each class, but really it's, it's a three button game. Yeah. The dash is, is a nice bonus cause it helps you get, you know, around a lot, but that's also comfortably just L and R. So it fit, especially if you're playing on Vita, you can clearly tell we both played on Vita, but it, it just, it's so simple. It's so basic. And then it's just explore, figure it out, understand the nuance, get better. Yeah. And if you're not getting better talent wise, there's a good chance you're upgrading your character enough to balance it out so it doesn't just rely on skill which is what's nice about rogue legacy
0: right at some point it doesn't matter that you're not good
1: no whereas most roguelikes i think that's kind of what i've uh, where i was trying to get uh with this whole idea is that usually it is majority skill based which is why most people drop out and which is why the people who don't are obscenely good at the games or at roguelikes because they just put in the time.
0: Yeah, you have to put an absurd amount of hours Whereas a lot of this will
1: so much. But Rogue Legacy, I think, really found that sweet balance of yes, you could do you could go the skill route. And there are people who've, you know, platinum the game and their trophies that are obscene in terms of how low level you are when you clear everything. Those are the the talented people. Those are the people who go shovel night, you know, thirty playthroughs. But you also don't have to. You know, you can play it at your own pace. And the leveling system will counter that and kind of ease out the difficulty. So that someone like my brother, who doesn't have a lot of time to play games and doesn't want the frustration of starting again. like There's a lot of games, especially roguelikes, that he'll start and be like, you know, if I had time, I would love this game. But I don't have the time to be this pissed off. <laughs> no, and it, and it, it is ridiculous. I know I laugh too, but it, there's something to that. Right. If you don't have... If you don't have the time to be patient and learn, you know, games with those curves, Dark Souls included, are too frustrating.
0: Right. Yeah, there's uh and this this is something that's become extremely prevalent for me now that I have a, a child is
1: Yeah, I, I
0: am fitting in game time in the weirdest times of the day, um, for very odd lengths of time. Um yeah. So it and, better
1: be fun when it happens, right? Right.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's supposed to be a very very relaxing time. Whereas when I was younger and I I was like fitting in between parties and like working out or something, it's like, well, I can get mm-hmm. angry because I'm gonna go have fun after this. Um, yeah. And it, it's not
1: my only release.
0: Right. And and you when you're looking for just that absolute gratification, um, sometimes those Dark Souls. We'll just use that as the easy example. That can yep. be so frustrating because the length of time for that reward takes so long. Yep. Um, and it, it, in a lot of ways, it makes the reward so much sweeter when you get there. Um,
1: yeah, it's the war of attrition thing. But sometimes your nerves just can't can't deal with that bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: yeah I mean, it's just what it is. And you know, I I swore on the podcast that I'm a terrible person, but it's true. Like, there's just a lot of times with so many games for most people. You know, we're lucky that. You know, we we have excuses to play games. And we've made excuses for ourselves, like this awesome podcast, which is for many people who are involved. It's always a great way to go back and play things you missed, or uh, you know, something you always thought you would get to, but it's hard to make time. So it forces you to make time.
0: Yeah, and I, I've seen myself. But you've got a
1: kid and a life, so it's just like that's extra stress. And then it's I could only imagine playing certain games and dying early on
0: yeah the the stress has never been an issue for me the the bigger problem i have is uh like the witcher 3 um there's mm-hmm. so much meat there that sometimes
1: in terms of the hour
0: right yeah and investment i'll forget what's going on and there's nothing more frustrating than like i oh. know i'm supposed to know this person or i know i'm supposed to know what i'm supposed to do next and i don't remember yeah but and it's, so, so where was like, I? That we
1: all had when you booted up a memory card.
0: Right, I, <laughs> should, I should restart this. And they're like, well, my playtime's at like 20 or 30 hours, so I really want to start over at this point. And then you're like, it's easier to put in Overwatch or bring it back to the game. I'm yeah, talking about
1: big one. Overwatch, play,
0: yeah. play Rogue Legacy because, again, <laughs> this I, I know where I am at all times.
1: Yeah, because um, what's also genius about Rogue Legacy and most roguelikes to an extent, but how they did the lineage Joke or kind of through line because it's always the next generation. Is that it? It very much is okay. Now it's this person's story. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's no actual written dialogue. It's it's whatever you're doing in the, you know, the castle. That what we talked about before about seeing every trophy of everything you killed when your character dies. That's the journey. Right. How much treasure you got, and so it's this wonderful actual thing of like okay i'm a new person now let's go okay i'm a new person again let's go
0: it's kind of interesting whenever we do these like half the games we cover i've played before um Mm -hmm. and whenever we do that you have to start a new game actually go to in the main menu select new game and for this it's just like all right i'm going to play because each time i play is technically a new game yeah um and so i I actually kind of chuckled at that when i first started playing this is like this is kind of nice i'm not Technically restarting, but I am restarting, um, and it was refreshing compared to something like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, because I had played sure. hundreds of hours of the first time through, and so like to look at that, uh, that that save every time, like nope, I am not going to interact with this. I'm going to do this new one that has two, three, four hours on it. This is really right. depressing, but this is how this podcast works. I need to start a new game, um, and so again, it's like exactly what you're saying. Each kind of Life is a new game. It's a new, fresh start on everything. So, since each time we start, we have to pick a new class. What are some mm-hmm. of your favorite Do classes? Do you have favorites?
1: I love the barbarian. It's all just as a as a great, like especially if I was exploring new zones, mm-hmm. I love the barbarian or the barbarian king. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a great just. Explore and you can take your hits, learn new enemies, and kind of actually get a feel for patterns instead of getting one shot. In terms of dealing with bosses, my favorite by Longshot was the assassin. Just high damage, high damage. So, Granted, one hit and you're dead pretty much. Yeah. But I would try, I basically would do, uh, you know, try to be very agile, dodge a lot. But also when I had my windows, so I would usually try and figure out, you know, my patterns with a knight or, uh, oh god, what's the the archmage is also the archmage a solid is one
0: ridiculous, especially in the final boss. Oh yeah, he. he
1: uh, the shinobi and the Hokage, I I loved as well. Which I would say I probably did more Hokage than uh, Assassin. The spell sword is another one that can get super overpowered. Uh,
0: I like how you've named yeah, all I, these I'm classes so but you have fast. not named my favorite class yet
1: oh really? I go Lich oh, King it? every time I was going to say, are you going to go Lich King? <laughs> it's going to be either Lich King or the Dragon
0: the Dragon's <laughs> fantastic you know. when I just want to screw around, I absolutely go with the Dragon um, so fun but yeah, the Lich King I actually oh, King. up until the final boss I consider him the best one to use almost every time Um, because the whole point is as you kill things, you gain more XP. Um, Mm -hmm. and with how I play this game, I always do a gold run and then attack a boss. Like when I was going through all the bosses. And so at that point I have cleared out a majority of the castle or at least all of that section for that castle. So I'm going in with somebody that has a decent amount of health. Um, he's already strong. He doesn't take enormous amount of damage. A lot of the bosses have kind of side enemies. I can kill those and gain more XP. Um, and then I always attach runes that every time I kill something, it refreshes my uh, health. And so I yeah, get always. into this like loop of I am literally building my total every time I kill something. Mm-hmm. And then every time I kill something, I'm refreshing that total as well. Um, and so it got into this just fantastic, like, I have this just meaty, meaty guy going into any of these boss fights because... He's ridiculously strong at that point. Um, yep. And it also, because the whole point, again, is to get gold, every one of my runs then, I incentivize to go through and find all the secrets, kill everything, because every little portrait or every little wolf or whatever I kill, that is making it so that it's easier when I eventually try to do my task.
1: So that, that's awesome, because I always would tell myself I would do those kind of runs with the Lich King or Queen character class and then always would just be like i'll just go to the boss now so i never did enough to really build them up because i was impatient right so that's why kind of in a weird way i just it never really landed with me like every once in a while i would put in the time to really kind of grind them out right but usually when i would doing i do my boss runs i wouldn't do a treasure run it would be like all right we got to go to the boss
0: no nah, man, you have to do the, uh, every time you have to go and do a full run of the whole castle, because every time you're getting more gold, so that if you do scrub up on that boss, you just improved him. You're still okay. Yep.
1: I, I would just, I would just, just go until I would find my boss rooms, and then that gold was hopefully enough. No, and the I, treasures. I would definitely sidetrack for some treasure chests, because and, I would always try and find at least one or two fairies.
0: That's the great thing about the castle, I call it a Castlevania map. Um mm-hmm. is I would find the boss room and like alright, I will come back here in yep. ten to fifteen minutes.
1: And with the teleport system being like, Oh, I can go right in front of you. Yep.
0: And you can Perfect. technically uh pause at any time and go back to the beginning of the castle too, if you ever get into problem a you know, mm-hmm. problem area. Um which again then it's super easy to get back to that room if you couldn't find a teleport area. Um yeah, and so it makes it so that each of my runs are very lengthy but I'm always getting something out of it. So I
1: appreciate that. Yeah. No,
0: I, I, I appreciate I wish, you being strategic with your people. Aww. I just come in with a tank and just, it doesn't matter how much damage they do. I'm just going to beat the crap out of them.
1: See, I like that a lot. And that's what's the reason why I was joking about it is that that is legitimately what I would tell myself I would do every time I had that character class. And I would just get so impatient and be like, let's just murder people, murder people. Let's try and then it just never would work. Then <laughs> I would always die and be like, all right, time to try a different class. Let's try the Archmage. Yeah. Maybe that'll work this time.
0: Yeah, so that's, uh, I almost, if I can, I always pick Lich. If I can't, I pick Barbarian. Um,
1: so you go tank, 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 tank.
0: Yeah, because it, it, the unfortunate part about how the upgrade system works is you just need that gold. And while, yes, you could still be learning Staying alive up. longer right you could still be learning how this game works or you could you could go in and you could be like a glass cannon and take out the boss Uh, if it doesn't work i i didn't gain anything and so that was the only bad thing for me is in my mind i couldn't switch that off and so by having as much health by having kind of like that tankish character it was a guarantee that i was achieving something because i would be able to collect mass quantities of things
1: See, it's funny because for that exact reason is why I love the Shinobi and the Hokage is that I would just blast through. And when I would do gold runs, I would still just blast through. It would just be quick Mm because it would be like, okay, got to make sure you're not getting hit because you're not super strong. But you're one hitting almost everything you run across. Right. Just because you're stronger. So I just loved the ability. And since I would also do uh, a leech life, I can't remember what the name of the rune is. But the one where you're getting a percentage of, you know, the kill and health, doing a ton of damage was this great kind of keep yourself alive system. Of all right, I could go nuts and go a little, a little crazy, get a little too hyped up on coffee and jump around like, you know, like like I have the ADHD trait within the game, and kind of get caught in a crossfire because sometimes that's just inevitable. But that's okay because I'll kill six dudes and I'll gain all that health back, all in one hit. So it allowed for this weird kind of hyperactive. Massacre tactic, and that's that's a lot of how I would get through this game, especially in hard spots, just being like, all right, just go for it. Jump around like crazy, and like you said at the beginning, super precise platforming. That's one thing I got to say that this game really gets down. The platforming is really good. Even stuff like doing the down, just the down attack to activate platforms, it shouldn't feel that good. Like they nailed the feel of this game. So it allowed for me to just be like, all right, I can change midair really easily let's go crazy jump around and hope nothing hits you yeah no. Oh, and yeah. then all of a sudden you kill everything and you're standing there like ah, i'm a monster Keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you actually uh, mentioned a really interesting thing you you had mentioned adhd for the traits so on top mm-hmm. of every time you pick a class there's possible traits that can go along with that and they're very very interesting diverse list i guess okay
1: I know this is going to sound like I'm uh, um, just uh, – yeah, I, I brought up the list to read off some. Okay. Go Actually, I've, 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 so the first one that I just mentioned, ADHD. Yep. And so the descri- there will be a description beside these traits. It will say, so energetic, you move faster. And the effect is your character moves 30% faster. That's a good one. That's one that you'd like. Then you also get random ones like electrophobia. Chickens freak you out. Now, just like – the Castlevania game of old and a lot of other uh, classics, you know, food gives you health, specifically chicken legs. And sometimes they're dropped from statues, enemies, and all the rest of it. But if you have this specific tray where you're scared of chickens, sometimes instead of a chicken leg, a whole chicken shows up. Now, killing the chicken will give you that, you know, uh, that chicken leg you so desperately want. But when it first shows up, it freaks you out and it can even hurt you. And I once got killed by an effing chicken in this game. And I cannot tell you how infuriating it was to have six health. Super embarrassing,
0: and you should probably not have told anybody that.
1: No, it's okay, because it was (laughs) legitimately right before a boss room, so I knew by hitting the statue you'd get the chicken leg, and I was like, I'm totally fine. And a freaking chicken shows up, (laughs) and it immediately hurts me, and I was like, are you serious, game? Yeah, That is one of the few times. And I wanted to be mad, but I just started laughing. It was just so ridiculous and it was so charming.
0: And then, <laughs> I hate to say it. It was just great. And that's the interesting thing, is there there's this chicken one's a really good one where it, like yes, it's technically bad for you, but for the most part it's just funny. Yeah,
1: um, and usually actually it never comes up. Like right. most of the times I had that trait, never. It's just a percentage chance that sometimes a chicken shows up.
0: Another fun it throws funny a quick
1: one two second wrench.
0: Is baldness, which literally oh, yeah. does not hurt you, but they put little things in where like Whenever you enter the castle, it always says "building." Instead, I'll say "balding." Um, you'll have no hair, but it doesn't really matter because typically you have a helmet on, but so it doesn't like you can't see it. But there's other ones that like they actually become a huge pain. We already mentioned like how important the map is. If you have Alzheimer's, you cannot see your map. Um, nope. The whole game. If you have is CIP, kind of, right. That's your
1: health I'm, is hidden from you. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was exactly what I was gonna go because like that can really screw you up because the whole point of, like it's
1: just a mental thing and it f- screws you
0: but you also yeah. can't plan for it because you're like i think this yeah. has been going well i'm going to go to the boss now and you get oh, there. I had to health. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh well that didn't seem right okay um but yeah like but then there's other interesting ones i can't remember which one it is there is one where your feet are hurt like your feet like you can't step like, typically, there's oh, yeah, spikes yeah. that come up, if you step on those, it gives you damage. One of them is...
1: Oh, I know what you... I gotta find it for you. But yeah, explain it, You can
0: just walk on those spikes, and they don't do any damage to you. And it's like, that almost never pops up when it does. It, like, it is fantastic. P.A.D.
1: Peripheral Arterial Disease. No foot pulse. Hero does not set off spike traps. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the different one. That's the spike trap one, which is also great, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Which is the one...
0: Am I just Maybe it is the same
1: one. I think it is that one, but it also works on spikes, I believe. Yeah, because the idea is you ha- you don't feel anything in your feet, so you don't get hurt.
0: But I, it's my much...
1: B.S. is just goofy. You just fart sometimes. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, and that's I sometimes was like, all right, I know I could probably try to pick like no footfalls because that w- that'll make this better, but I'm going to pick like something that's crazy like. I'm going to fart constantly, or I'm going to have dyslexia, so that I can't, like, I can't read anything that's said to me. Um, or you go, if you want to go super crazy, you go far or nearsighted where everything's blurry.
1: Oh, those are so rough,
0: it's so hard. But then it's, it's just, again, it's just one of those things. Like, this is this is really fun. <laughs>
1: Glaucoma, where everything's dark. Yeah, color like, blindness makes it retro. I mean, I just I love it. One, I never knew what actually it did, and now this is the first time I've actually read what it is. Was gay. Which is, I just always thought that was just a funny thing. But apparently what it does is it switches which statue will give you the chicken leg or the mana potion in the waypoint rooms that we were just talking about. So depending th- on what you are, it switches it from a knight or the lady. One of the things <laughs> That's that I always
0: it. liked about that, I didn't know it switched the statues. but Neither it, did I. It comes from a time like this is a while ago. And I, one of the things I really like is the whole point of it is there's no practical effect because it doesn't matter if you're gay or not. You're still oh, totally. a person. And that, that was it's, one of the statements it's, I always really It's really, really goofy,
1: enjoyed. smart little thing. Yeah, the trait is, yeah, it's like, and all it is is, if you're a dude, it says, you're a fan of the man. Okay. <laughs> or if your girl says, you like ladies, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. That's it. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's, that's the trait. It. And that's actually one of that's the best traits stuff. to have because then you don't have any negative. Because there's no negative. Right. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> the only other one that I hate playing with it, but it's really, really nice so you can either be giantism, which your guy's huge, which really, really sucks. It's nice to be able to hit everything. easy to get hit. But it, you, the whole point is dodging and it's really hard to get around stuff. But if you're tiny, there's all these little like hidden rooms you can get to if you're tiny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which, like I said, I'm always going just, through I'm and right trying
1: for a gold to, run. to yep. collect
0: everything. I'm always doing a gold run. I just might do something at the end as well. Um, and so <laughs> being tiny makes it so I can do that. And also, because you're so small much, much harder for you to get hit. Um, oh, yeah. And so I have a little tank of a character then that's impossible to hit, has an enormous amount of health, and it's like, I'm golden. I This will be this will be a good run.
1: Okay. Like, I, nothing bad will ever happen. We're good. But no, I, I got to say, I love dwarfism. It's weird. Like you, I, mean, I know everything is a friggin' gold run for you, so it's a little different. But that is one of the few classes that... I would always pick, mm-hmm. but the short swing, cause, because you're smaller, right. you have shorter reach, uh, I just I would never 100% uh, recalibrate for that swing distance, and that's usually what would always kill me. Well, so it would be great for those gold runs, but I would always die with dwarfism, because there's always that moment of like, and I've got you, totally missed, and I'm dead.
0: So one of Dear the things, it. though, that I, I think is really nice about this game is, so you're always going into a new room, and that's basically kind of like a combat chamber. Um, like, it is, you are going to have to engage with something.
1: Yeah. So, but the great thing kind is... kind of mix of platforming and enemies.
0: You never actually have to engage them. And so a lot of times when I would do that, yeah, I would just skip around. And so because of how you kind of cover the map, you have to kind of crisscross rooms... You go through and you clear whatever's in your way, but for the most part, avoid everything. And when you come back, you clear whatever's in your way, but avoid everything else. And as you do that, you eventually clear out all these rooms. But whereas, like if I am a normal character, I go through, I clear room, I move on to the next. Yeah, room. So that's clear it, exactly. It. Totally. Um, but I would definitely change how I play with dwarfism because, like, I it is much harder to fight these enemies. Or maybe I'd rely on my magic more, um, and I would just kind of skip through, avoid everything because nobody can hit me because I'm so small. Um, and the controls are tight enough that I can kind of move around and then I would just move on and then I'd come back and I'd move on and, and in some regards it makes the gold run less effective because there absolutely are enemies that I miss but I can get I'm kind of doing like the risk reward and I'm assuming that by going to those hidden areas I'm going to get more money
1: yeah and usually that's the case
0: yeah, yeah. so
1: how about I... bosses did you uh Seeing as this was your first time actually doing it, the bosses are rough.
0: I've beaten all the bosses before. I've never been
1: able to beat... No, I know, I know. But I mean, like, it was the first time actually doing the final boss, though, I thought.
0: I I fought the final boss just to see it, but I purposely made Uh sure I never won I see. Because for the trophies, it's easier to beat the Remix bosses in your first life. Like, your first... Before you go to New Game Plus. (laughs) Yeah. Have you
1: been able to do that because I have not defeated a single boss remixed.
0: I believe I've beaten one. I believe I beat Alexander, the big skull dude. Yeah,
1: the skull. Yeah.
0: Um, it was not They're enjoyable.
1: hard. i, I got to say, the bosses I mean, even let alone the remixes which are so They really they went all out and were like, hey, you want more, more difficulty? Here you go. You're welcome. But those bosses are, I was I was always shocked again to that idea of learning what they're gonna do and all the rest of it. How simple and straightforward the bosses were, right? But but with a good difficulty curve. Like I never was able to, except for Kadir. I remember the first time the eyeball, the first time I almost beat him. Like I almost got to one shot him, and I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be easy. And of course, it then took you know twelve more tries.
0: <laughs> How it always works. Yeah. Oh, always,
1: always. You're like, ah, oh, I'm so confident. Oh, yeah, I just got to play it like a shmup, dodge the eyeball. But then you, I would always get cute and just be like, no, maybe I'll sneak in an extra hit. And it wasn't again until I did what I did that first run of just, no, 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 play it like a shmup. Just focus, stare at your guy. Don't stare at the boss. Stare at your pixelated dude. Have him dodge everything. And if you're close enough, go for a swing.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, just
1: play like that.
0: One of the crappy things is, um, like, the differences between how you and I play, um, your playstyle and the classes you pick and are more comfortable with actually work much better against the Remix bosses because they do so much damage. It's much yeah. better to kind of go the glass Dodge. cannon approach that you're yeah. doing, whereas I'm, 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 for the record, I am dodging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> but, like, it, it matters less. But it's
1: more about forgiveness there's forgiveness to it
0: right um and so i kind of when i started moving to those uh, remix bosses i had to kind of retrain how i I did those whereas it would be much more in line with how you were already playing the game
1: i like to imagine that a scribe somewhere was like he is dodging okay we're good
0: yeah so all those comments was like josh is so (laughs) bad at games
1: Terrible.
0: he doesn't even know how to dodge or uh the last story he didn't even know how to (laughs) block in the game yeah, sorry guys.
1: Hey, at least you got through it.
0: Yeah, I beat the game without ever blocking. I think that's impressive That's just something in about the
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things I took away from that story. Is, yes, it's impressive. It also tells me, clearly not a necessary mechanic in a game.
0: Apparently not. Or at least not for so... me.
1: So... <laughs> Maybe not the, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe for the hardcore. That's it, Josh. You're just hardcore. Oh, thanks. You need to create more challenge. Thanks. It's yeah. Not challenging it was, enough. It was too easy. The world, the world does not meet the level of Josh, so Josh needs to bring the world up to Josh. I, it's okay. I, I like I the
0: sound it. of that. Um. <laughs> as
1: long as you can convince your kid of that, as he's growing up, you're good.
0: Well, that's the great thing is he has to listen to everything I say, right? That's how that works.
1: I know. You got you got about like a good six seven years of just you being your own child's mini god. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, what was your favorite boss?
1: Uh, this is gonna be so lame. It was Kadir. I think it was that first one because uh, the gatekeeper, the eyeball. I just basically because it set the tone
0: mm-hmm.
1: for everything else, mm-hmm. and I think. Because the first two bosses, Kadir and Alexander, took me the longest to get through. Like, I would say, oh no, that's not true. Once I beat Kadir, I actually beat Alexander quickly. And then there was a, a little bit of a wall of, okay, now I need to get better before I can fight the next two bosses. So it came in two halves for me. There was clearing out the castle and uh, the forest. I was able to do, not early, but early-ish. I'd say I was like level 30, 40. And then I didn't beat the game until I was way higher level than that. And by the way, your level is determined by each upgrade in town with all the people. That counts as a level. So your level can get very high, and it it feels weird, but it's just how it calculates. But I really loved how Kadir kind of, again, it sets the tone of, okay, you've gotten through everything in in this castle so far. You've got a feel for what the monsters are. This is what the bosses will be like. Yeah, It's going to be harder. It's going to be much crazier on screen than you're used to. This is just... And what's good about Kadir is it's it, it's very simple in comparison. It's, again, yes, it's the shmup feel, but it's it's gentle. I think he's the most likely for people who've played a lot of games to actually kill in one go. I know some friends who've done that. It's He's a little bit easier to get the tells on the first runaround. But... Once you beat him, I think it's a great. It really just you understand what you're in for, even if it's not. If it's still going to be hard.
0: Kadir uh, comes at a nice time, and yeah. where you start to think you're very good at the game.
1: Oh and yeah, then he smacks him in the face.
0: Kadir, and also if you accidentally go in the darkness too early in the game, both of them are a pleasant <sighs> reminder of like this game is much harder than you assumed it was.
1: Yeah, good call, because I made that, you know, I think everyone probably does the darkness accidentally, because you're exploring. That's you know, very like, oh, easy a new to go zone. down. So it's a totally new zone. I should check. Oh, I died in a hit. Yep. Yeah. So I was at full health.
0: Uh, and I'm used to these little spellcaster mage dudes, and why is oh, this no, one are ten different. times the size of a normal one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I, I respect very that. very good call. I respect that about Kadir. It, it, it was really nice, because it is, just talking about scale, used to things that are kind of close to your size or at least oh,
1: yeah and now there's the, the range of you
0: right um but i would have to go with alexander um although kadir mm-hmm. was absolutely it's my number two it's my probably number two. the most difficult boss next to like i've the final boss of the hardest but kadir yeah. was because you're just not to that point and with how i was playing the game at some point i was like i i, I actually think i did one shot both Ponce de leon and herodotus
1: nice because there's
0: Herodotus? okay
1: yeah, some nerd is gonna get on, on you he's a classic scholar or if you guys
0: listen to this long enough you understand that i can't <laughs> say anything <laughs> i'm just I trying to help pronounce. you. no i appreciate it it's um, inevitable that
1: someone's gonna be like idiot
0: that's that's also i uh, probably alexander's my favorite because i can pronounce it um no i <laughs> it was one of those things that like just with how i run it like i crazy skills crazy everything by that point um and i'm unlocking i think i have all the armor and the weapons are already unlocked like i mm-hmm. because that's what i'm doing i'm going through every ounce of that map every time and i'm filling it yep um but whereas kadir was a very thin tall map i liked that alexander was it was a very big oh, it's map.
1: huge yeah that's true that and, that arena is great
0: Right, and then there's not only, like, Kadir, you are dodging like what he is shooting at you and trying not to run into a ginormous eyeball, which isn't terribly difficult. Um, Alexander's moving around, he's shooting stuff at you, but then there's all the little skulls around it, and so yeah, it's I more it's... frantic because you have to avoid all of that. The positive of that is... As
1: well as his giant attacks.
0: Right, the positive of that is, with, it sounds like how you did your runes as well, I'm getting back health by killing those. Yeah. Um, but then it, it's it's much more of a cat and mouse fight for me.
1: Which, I've, which is kind of awesome because, again, to me, that just shows how the game scales so well. Mm-hmm. Because Kadir is, you are worried about an eyeball. It's giant. It fills up the screen. Survive. Yep. Now they open up the arena and go, okay, we're going to give you a lot more space. But now we're going to give you a lot more crap to dodge. Yeah. Have fun.
0: And that's... They kind of... Because I think with Ponce Leon they then all of a sudden... Because I don't think... I don't remember Alexander having spikes that you had to avoid as well. So the nice thing is you could no, always... Yeah, but like, the traps, yeah. You could always set up and be like, I am going to stay here. I'm going to kill some stuff, clear up some space, and I'm going to move on. And as you move on to the bosses, they slowly, like... You need to move on, but always be in constant motion because there's spikes or traps or something yep. shooting at you from another angle. Yeah, and Ponce
1: is chasing you. Right. And then there's other crap.
0: Right. And that and that's that
1: it's not a question of being able to slay; it's just straight up dodge it because you will die.
0: Right. And the, and that you brought up a really good point is they they have nice progression with that of you're in a contained space, you may have lots of space, but there's other stuff to contend with. Now there's still lots of space, but there's you're being chased. There's things that you have to avoid. If I remember correctly, I'm not even gonna try his last name. The last boss I think is a smaller space again. And if it, I know it's dark, yes. so it's hard to see where you're going as well.
1: But um, I think it, it's more your standard, you have your one room jump at each other and kill each other. Right.
0: Oh. Um, and then wow. you but yeah,
1: in all fairness, yeah, did not play uh Johannes on the last on this most recent run. I was really doing just a lot of explore the world again, get used to of the traits so right. i can't remember that fight
0: and then it's very interesting to go from that because then you fight the final boss and it's like yo this is this is a dude just like me yep and then and then obviously there's numerous stages after that because you can't yeah, have a course. final boss without multiple. final
1: fantasy
0: yeah yeah um, exactly but yeah it, it I, I i think i think you kind of hit up like hit it perfectly when you said there's, there's just a nice progression to the game
1: um, and I mean, you. You. We talked about it at the beginning. This is, well, I, and I definitely was slobbing on this game a little, a little much. But it is, especially for roguelikes and this genre, I think it is just all around one of the more impeccably designed. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. It's definitely not. There are definitely times where rooms are generated, and you're like, "Come on, algorithm, that's not a thing I should be doing right now." <laughs> Especially for some of those. You can't get injured if you want this chest rooms. It's like no one is going to do this room. Yeah, the box is this inside closed in
0: spikes. So like,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes. So every once in a while, you get screwed. And, or, and sometimes you get screwed with the traits you're given and the classes available to you. It's not always perfect. But in terms of how everything feels, how it progresses, going from the castle to the forest, and it's just enough of a difficulty spike, but when you first enter the forest... For most people, I know that there are those who, again, who can one-shot everything, and they're way under-leveled for a lot of this. But the progression of once you finally reach the forest, after you've killed Kadir, it, it's, it's just a little bit harder, but it's not soul-crushing. So it doesn't feel like you have to grind. You will, because that's how the game works, but it doesn't feel like it's required. Yeah. And then you get to Alexander, and then you deal with that. But then once you go to Maya... And the darkness, that's when to me it starts to feel like, oh, oh, no, 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 now I'm, now it's harder. Yeah. Okay, now I really need to start relearning things. And that constant, just little, just little twitches, little tweaks, constant little changes. Like you said, it could be the same kind of floating mage dude, but now his spell or her spell is humongous and takes up half the screen instead of before where it was a tiny fireball. So you're like, oh, I know how to dodge the fireball. Oh, well, I'm still dodging that same fireball. It's just five times bigger. Right. Okay. Right. And at the end of the day, if you're if you're failing miserably, you're probably still upgrading your character. So there's not a, a loss in that sense of again, the wasted time. It's just it's a very smart game. Yeah. It got the reward balance down so right, and that's the usually the hardest part with a roguelike. Yeah, it's One good one designed. Yeah. One good one that finally so you joked before reached a real platform so now i'll play it uh <laughs> was crypto the Dancer?
0: yeah yeah you gotta get your dance on
1: you and have you played it yeah a little bit yeah i like it different makes me need to think in a, in a completely different way can't rush stuff because you have to keep with the rhythm but again it has a good enough system of hey you failed this run didn't go so well but you can buy some stuff before your next run, and that's going to be in the world for you now. Progress.
0: And I think that's kind of like a perfect kind of summary of Rogue Legacy as a whole.
1: Play it. Basically, what we're saying is just play it. Yeah, you should have played support it already. Support.
0: If you didn't, go buy it.
1: It's probably not that expensive. And if you if you have a Sony console, it's, it's cross-buy.
0: And so it was... Possibly, if you were good about it, it was on PS Plus like two years ago. It was. It was on PS Plus. It. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a fantastic game. It is a really good kind of dip your toe into roguelikes um, because you yeah, do have that. It's a great move. first. You're not starting from. And it's not too always.
1: easy. It's not too easy. You're not going to feel like okay, they're really dragging me along. It's it, It's a difficult game. But it just lets you tackle it in so many ways. So play it. Yeah, if you've basically. you already just played
0: it, play it again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Earn them trophies. <laughs> Earn them achievements. Get um, that sweet, sweet loot. Get good. Yeah. <laughs> get good. Moral of the story, Retro's motto going forward. Our mantra, get good.
0: But yeah, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, talking about Rogue Legacy, uh, you can expect really good things coming from us we have although I don't have the full schedule we have some really cool uh, bonus encounters coming up and then also the team will be playing through Shadow Hearts very very shortly so there'll be episodes of that coming out which yeah will be a fun podcast to listen to so get very very excited yeah a lot of
1: people a lot of people who know that series very well playing that game yeah. Yeah.
0: so but yeah in the meantime as always you can go to uh, rpgfan.com go to our boards post your thoughts there or you can um send us emails at retro at rpgfan.com and we'd super appreciate it if you went on to itunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a review and a comment that helps us out tremendously but in the meantime that's going to do it yes for please us here. please we really appreciate you listening Have a thank you cool day.